Welcome back, everybody. Hey there, everyone. We are here to talk to you about movies. It is a real extra edition. Getting a real extra in here. Real extra. Real, real extra. This week, we are going to be talking about uh, Birds of Prey. And the and fantabulous, the fantabulous emancipation. emancipation of one Harley Quinn, if you want to get really specific. Except now, apparently, that's changed. <clears throat> yes. Apparently. I think that's dumb. So what are they? They're changing it to Harley Quinn colon birds, birds of, of prey. prey. I mean, it's fair. Um, you know, I, I I don't know if everyone out there, if you've been keeping up with the news, but not doing great opening weekend. Um, like it's not having a very strong opening. Um, a lot of theories as to why that is, and unfortunately, none of them are really that good. We'll um, talk about some of them toward the end of this yeah. review. But if I had to guess, that's probably why they're changing the name, is so that Harley Quinn is built first. Yeah. More understandable for people. Um, I loved the original name. It was very, like, Doctor Strange Love kind of thing. You know what it I mean? It was like, very perfectly goofy. Harley Quinn. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, I can understand that they might want to go with something that's a little bit more like every man can understand. You I know? guess. So. Anyway, what do you think? Oh my god, this movie was so good. <laughs> <laughs> this definitely was very, very good. Um, whatever you're hearing from people, whatever you know, sort of reviews or kind of overly angry, toxic fan discussions that you've had with people, it is worth getting out to see this movie. Like it's super duper fun. Um, really, just hardcore action, lots of comedy. The characters are great. Um, yeah, it's just, it was fantastic. I really enjoyed it. I left the theater very surprised because I found myself feeling like DC understands its female characters far better than the MCU does, mm -hmm. which personally kind of like hurts my feelings a little bit <laughs> because realistically like almost all of my favorite lady characters in comics really came from the marvel universe and so it it kind of hurts my heart to know that marvel just hasn't really figured it out yet no offense like yeah black widow's not bad and scarlet witch isn't bad but the way they've developed them in this very realistic -y tone has kind of neutered some of the nuance of the characters from the comics so i feel mm -hmm. like there's not as much for the actresses to grasp onto which sucks because the dcu or dccu has no problem being DC like eu i think is what they're calling EU? It. okay yeah they have no problem looking at gal gadot and being like you know what wonder woman's supposed to be about make it so they yeah they have gotten like they missed the mark with Batman and Superman. Oh, 100%. But I feel like, with the exception of there's a lot of debate on Aquaman, because Aquaman fans are like, that's not my Aquaman, but it's still a good Aquaman. It's a great Aquaman. Get over it. Um, I know he's not the, like, reserved, regal, like, I am Aquaman kind of guy. Sorry, they didn't make him Namor. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, hey, fun-loving Aquaman. I dig it. Um... You know, they've done a really good job putting their characters on the screen. So, like, Shazam yeah. felt like comic book Shazam. Absolutely. And Flash felt like comic book Flash. And Cyborg, to an extent, felt like comic book Cyborg. We just didn't get a lot of them. Right. Um, and Wonder Woman feels like comic book Wonder Woman. Um, and, yeah, like I said, you know, they've dropped the ball with Batman and Superman, but maybe they'll get that eventually maybe they'll figure it out you know <clears throat> and i think that is like this movie especially like they just understand the characters, characters. like i haven't so heard much. a single fan come out and be like hashtag not my huntress or hashtag not my black canary or anything yeah. like that and they just they get the characters they get what their personality should be like, what their motivation should be like. And they're doing a really good job putting those on screen. So it's kind of unfortunate. I mean, even when you look at Suicide Squad, um, you know, people give, their, like, the casting of Will Smith was rough. 
because I don't think people can let go that he's Will Smith. Because, like, the yeah. number one conversation I point. have with people about Deadshot is, like, mm. oh, look, it's Will Smith being Will Smith. But it's, like, he wasn't. He was being Deadshot. Like, if that you is watch, Deadshot. If you watch that movie, he's not playing that character, like, specifically like any other characters that he plays. Like, he's playing Deadshot. He's doing Deadshot. He's, you know, doing certain nuances and certain, like, character choices to make it fit like Deadshot has his own personality that's separate from, you know, the character he played in Hitch or separate from Men in you know, Black. Agent J. Yeah. You know, or, you know, character from Independence Day whose name I can't remember. Um like Welcome to Earth. Yeah. Like <laughs> But I think that's the problem is Will Smith was just such a big name dude with so many like recognizable characters that people just can't see past that. Yeah. And so like Sometimes but, you have to go less name yeah. recognition to support the actual characters you're trying to film. But they did Deadshot in Suicide Squad well because Deadshot in Suicide Squad in the comics is very, like, exasperated and, like, fine. Yeah. Let's do this. You yeah, know what I mean? absolutely. And, you know, they did, uh, like what is it like captain boomerang is that what he calls him like he's got a captain in there i think think they did him well you know they did uh harley well obviously enchantress was pretty enchantress was pretty cool like it had its redeeming moments in the characters i think a lot of people just wanted more like actual character development for the sake of the movie and less like reliance on you just kind of knowing who these people are they also um, trailered too much Joker yeah. when it wasn't going to be a Joker movie. Mm-hmm. And that shot themselves in the foot. Well, and, you know, they took a bold choice with Joker. And for a lot of people, it worked. There are plenty of people that like Jared Leto's Joker. I do. Just as much as there are people that do not like it. Um, and it's fine to take bold choices yeah. with characters from time to time, especially iconic characters like that. Sometimes it's necessary to take a bold choice. And, you know, Joaquin Phoenix winning an Oscar is proof positive. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's fine to take bold choices. But what I think DC's been doing well is not taking those bold choices, but also making the bold choice of not trying to make you understand their character. Yes. You know what I mean? That's such a good way to put that. the, The bold choice that they've made is that the audience will get the character, whether they've read the comics or not, and that's it. They're going to understand that this is a superhero-based world, so stuff's going to be fantastic and weird and sometimes stupid, yep. but the audience will be there yep. for it. Wonder Woman, Shazam, Aquaman, and this movie all did that. Yeah, and absolutely. they just, hey, these are the characters. We're going to give you some, like, interactions so you understand their personality, but, like, you know, aside from really brief, like, blips about their... I think Huntress had the most, like, here's her history in this movie, you know what yeah. I mean? And even then, it's like, okay, I just get it. Yeah. Vigilante's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's what the Arrowverse, like, the their TV stuff does so well, is it just like, here's this character. It's going to be you weird. I mean? Deal with it until you get comfortable with yep, it. Like, and then it is what it is. Beep, boop, Captain Cold, there he is. And it's like, okay, cool. He's so great. Yeah. Um... So I yeah, I I think they really really nailed that element of it with this movie, just making the characters feel like they're directly off the page. To give you guys some heads up, we're not going to be doing a whole lot of spoiler in this episode, yeah. um, because honestly, there's not like any massive reveals, and we're not going to go too deep into the plot because you need to go see this dang movie. Yeah, because it's you know when we started doing real extras, we were like, okay, we're gonna do like. 10 minutes of not spoiler and the rest is going to be spoilers because it was, you know, Marvel movies and movies that had like big twists in them and stuff like that. Um, But like, this doesn't really have any like big defining plot points that necessarily require a A spoiler warning, a big old spoiler warning. Like there might be some stuff that we spoil and we're sorry if we do, but we don't really feel like we need to talk about like the ending or like what happens to this character or what happens to that yeah, character absolutely. to really get across how good the movie is. It's like the same thing we did with the Mandalorian. So with the Mandalorian, we actively were just like, we're not going to talk plot points. 
because it was a TV show. Yeah. Anyway, Too many plot points. There will be plenty of nice reveals. Um, like, we won't tell you what happens to Erica, for instance. And you're going to take that into the theater with you and be like, oh, F, what's going to happen to Erica? <laughs> Who is Erica? What's going to happen to her? And oh, then you're going to hear Erica. her name. And you're going to be like, oh, snap, something bad's about to happen. Um, yeah. So, you know, we won't go into it, but um, we will talk about just how generally good this movie was. This movie understood what it's like to have women face daily adverse like adversity in a in a very relatable way mm-hmm. um like it was it was really interesting to watch superheroes and one of the things i love about street level superheroes is that they are very relatable it's so fun to watch superheroes do superhero-y things that I couldn't ever do because I'm not nearly that badass, but have nuanced things about them that I'm like, oh, yeah, no, that made sense. Like, mm-hmm. at one point, they're fighting stuff, and um, Black Canary, Dinah's hair's getting in her face. And in the middle of the fight, Harley comes over and is like, need a hair tie? And I, my mind as a woman with long hair was blown. Yeah. Because that has been a conversation I have had with other women since the very beginning of superhero movies like, and superhero grab time. Your hair. Like your hair is always going to get in the way. You always put your hair up. Nobody goes to the gym with their hair down unless they're going exclusively to take mirror selfies and then leave without actually hitting the treadmill. That's the only time yep. you put your hair up because otherwise it gets gross and in your face and it sucks. Yep. Well, it's so nice. It's it's the subtlety <laughs> of things like that that I really appreciated because we are heavy in a world with a lot of politics, especially around like inclusivity yeah. in in TV and film. And I think it this movie did it right where it's not like it's not so like in your face and apparent that the people that would be like shook by that are going to call that out. You know what I mean? Like, look at, it's kind of like the same thing I um, said about Captain Marvel, how I really liked the line where she was like, no, I'm a human. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause that was, that would have, could have easily been an opportunity where they were like, no, I'm a woman. You know what I mean? And like really just like hammer that home. But it's, it's, making the inclusion the new norm right and this wasn't a female superhero movie it was a superhero movie that just happened to focus on females yeah and it just was women you know i personally like don't like you can get political like i especially if i agree with your political statements in your movie like i would have with this one um but sometimes you can get really there's a you're teetering on a line between like not enough so the moments that it does pop up just feel very like forced or kind of disjointed um or too much where it just feels very like like here we go like oh we get it you know you're gonna you're gonna push away the audience you're trying to talk and then like i said and teach you know unfortunately we do have this toxic fanship and yeah if it's way too obvious way too in your face they're gonna immediately grasp onto that and be like look sjw's you know and like freak the fudge out and um but this one i feel like it was like i said it was just laid out like a superhero movie it had an all-female cast and the whole conversation about like men not taking women seriously and like how women need to fight for their you know right to party was done literally just in character layout yeah it was just the bad guys were dudes happened to be dudes it happened to be dudes but it wasn't only dudes like that were betraying harley like her friends early on in the film are like talking trash about her there's like a subtle little nod to her bisexuality that shows her like dating a bunch of people in like this cartoon intro that gives you her background and one of them's a woman so like it's not just dudes it just happens to be a lot of dudes yeah you know what i mean which i did want to point out really quick Mm. that the moment where 
the friends are talking smack about Harley. That was another moment that I wanted to point out. You could tell this movie was written by a woman because it was done in such a way that is exactly how women talk smack about each other. Yeah, fair. It's like, it's not inherently mean. It's pointing out flaws that you would probably say to someone's face. Like, if Harley had come back to the table, they probably would have, oh, honey, you know, oh, that's, that's just who you are. Like, girlfriends talk smack to each other a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, we are not always nice. It's just a thing. But it just felt very organic and not, it didn't feel, a lot of the time when you feel it in, like, like, teen movies, it's like, oh, my God, so-and-so such a slut. Uh." But, like. This felt Ugh. like friends just making a commentary about yep. their friend who has stereotypically gone through some very specific behavioral choices consistently in the past. And I'm like, no, that that happens. That's completely organic and natural. And that's what people do. Mm-hmm. But it, it, like I said, it just I, I think it was cool that the world was set up to kind of like go along with this message. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it wasn't the message was constantly fed to us. Right. You know, and even in their conversations, like when they would have moments where they're like, us girls got to stick together and stuff. It wasn't so much like, you know, because we're women's. It was just like, because the only people I'm talking to right now happen to be girls. We don't have a choice. And even like the group that came together, they had moments where they betrayed and backstabbed and lied and you know, almost didn't help and stuff like that, each other in and of itself. So it's it's not so much that the dudes are, because that is another possibility where these toxic fans go in and are like, it just made vilified men because men are bad and, you know, have that That's conversation. That's one of the theories. It's, it's, you know, not, it's not that way though. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not, putting men in this like caricature of evil and no. like, look at how bad men are you know there are a lot of bad dudes but you know there's as many bad dudes in this as there are in any other superhero movie where absolutely. the villain is a bad guy you know like absolutely there's literally just two and then a bunch of goons and you know if you watch like any spider-man movie or any you know iron man or Thor's a little different because it's trolls, um, <laughs> I guess. Uh, are trolls gendered? I don't know. Uh, I think so. Troll but I... listeners out there, I'm sorry. I don't know how your genders are. <laughs> I have not been able to pinpoint a lady troll, though. True. Like, I feel like they're always gendered as dudes in the comics. That's really interesting. Um, <laughs> maybe huh. all trolls are male. Maybe it's an it's an art imitates life. All trolls are dudes. Um, <laughs> don't at me. Uh, oh, burn! I'm just saying. Uh, you know, if you watch any of these other superhero movies, it's ultimately going to play out the same way. Like Captain America, it was Red Skull. It was what's his face? What's his face? TV face. Crap. Wait, who are we talking about? Uh, the the little squat dude. Anyway, um, I'll I'll figure it out at some point. <laughs> I'm, I'm locked on Zemo right now, and it's not Zemo. Anyway, um, you've got two bad guys, and you've got a bunch of male bad guy goons that Captain America's fighting. Right. How is this any different? You know what I mean? Yeah. The people that view it as different are admittedly insin like insecure. I guess. <laughs> I agree. What I'm getting at, like, I agree. Oh no, women fighting men. There obviously has to be some sort of like feminist agenda here, but, but there's not. Guess what? Thugs in these movies are usually dudes, and Black Mask just happens to be a dude, and Victor Zaz just happens to be a dude. And I these mean- are just dude characters. They could have, sure, they could have done the movie with like. Talia Al Ghul or Lady Shiva or uh, the 
the Joker's daughter, maybe. But it wouldn't have made know? as much sense. Well, it wouldn't have, and honestly, like, Black Mask is just a cool character to get in, to, and to get involved. To throw this out <laughs> so. there, like, Black Mask wasn't hyper-masculinized, masculin- not that that's a word, but he wasn't made, like, you know, toxic masculinity realistically. Like, he was very toxic, but, like... He, he, you know, he had his weird nuances and his strange behaviors and his goofiness and which... Arnim Zola. That's who I was thinking of. Oh, anyway. good job. <laughs> good job. You got there. Yeah, I thought that up all on my own. Yeah. And not with the help of Google. Google. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought, I thought Black Mask was great. Yeah. Like, Ewan McGregor killed it. And like... So, yeah, they did make the villain of this movie suffer from toxic masculinity. But, like, is that really a problem with people? (laughs) (laughs) Are people really out there like, how dare they make toxic masculinity? And that's the thing, though. He wasn't... The problem. What what I was trying to say is that he wasn't super macho. He wasn't super macho. Like, he super wasn't. But he was super, like... He was super women toxic. Are, women yes. are possessions. I yes. own women. Yes. Um, I was not trying to deny that. I'm, he absolutely was I'm that. the man's. Uh, but I was meaning, like, he wasn't very macho. He wasn't, like, Yeah, he wasn't very, grrr. like, butch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, That's what I was looking for. Um, I mean, even Zaz wasn't. Like, I no. kind of spent most of the movie thinking Zaz was really into. Black Mask. Black Mask. Which just, was amazing. He just, like, killing people. You know? it was, I don't know. It was just, it was so good. I will say there was only one part that I didn't love. I didn't hate it. I'm okay with it. But I don't really see the need to make Cassie Kane Cassie Kane. I agree. Um, I, um... I think that just should have been like an entire, it could have just been a new character. It could have been a non-comic character, to be honest. I think the reason they went with it was... A, for the name recognition. B, because Cassandra Kane was, like, the third Batgirl. And she was kind of the, like, wrong side of the tracks Batgirl. And then eventually she became Orphan. And so I think their kind of way of looking at it is, like, hey, by the time we would even get to a point where we would need to utilize Cassandra Kane as a Batgirl or as Orphan it would be enough time from this movie to that movie where it would make sense that she'd be like in her twenties. Okay. I guess but we so. don't want her to be the first Batgirl we use, but now she's in the universe. Now she exists. She's like, people know the name now, you know what I mean? It also so did... if, if this spawns into like something we can keep going, then like eventually it'll be like, Oh, here's 20 something super edgy like sewn up mouth mask bat girl like stabbing people in the throat and stuff you know this is true and i mean i guess there is something to be said that they technically put bat girl in the birds of prey movie Mm -hmm. even though she wasn't bat girl yes but i don't know i don't i don't necessarily feel like they needed to do it her character's so very different but it wasn't bad. Like, I didn't hate it. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not like, if that's the worst thing about this movie, like, this movie's doing just fine. But there's a lot of theories as to why the movie's not doing well. Um, one of the theories is that people didn't know what Bird of P- Birds of Prey was and were confused based on the trailers, how it's associated to Suicide Squad. Oh, and I'm super wrong. Cassandra Cain was the second Batgirl. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, that me saying that didn't sit well with me. <laughs> I was <laughs> Fair like, enough. wait, no, because she was before uh, the blonde one. Oh, it was also spoiler because spoiler was in like Stephanie Brown was Batgirl in like two thousands. So anyway, okay, that sorry. makes sense. Yep, sorry. but um, no, it's random, okay. random side bit yeah. of um. me <laughs> saying brain spitting out words and then. <laughs> regretting that. brain being like wait them words be wrong <laughs> fix words brain um but so yeah there's there's discussion that part of the issue could be that 
they just didn't know what the association was that there wasn't a clear based on the trailers like a clear connection to what suicide squad like how it related to suicide squad and since harley looks different and it's not like the same characters and stuff that that was confusing to people which i didn't think the trailers hit anything i think that's kind of dumb but whatever Mm-hmm. Another theory that people have, and I this theory actually makes me like physically angry, so I wanted to talk about it. So there's this bizarre double standard that exists in which movies directed at teen boys can be rated R and they'll be seen, but movies directed for teen girls cannot be R because they won't be seen. That's like a thing. Hmm. If you're going to make a movie that's supposed to be aimed toward teen girls, it has to be PG-13, or apparently it just isn't going to be viewed. Huh. Deadpool did just fine, and tons of teen boys went to go see Deadpool, which was very, very rated R, but apparently teen girls aren't as as interested in R-rated movies, which this is bull from left to right, corner to corner, and I hate everything about it, and I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. And if it's something to be said with parents being like, oh, young Timmy can go see a movie with a bunch of F-bombs, but young Jenny can't, that is someness that needs to be fixed in our society right this damn minute, because that is so aggravating to me. Yeah. There's no sex in this movie. Yep. There's violence, but it's not even like there's not even that much gratuitous that violence. Much gore. Like, like there's no like a bit of kind of silhouetted gore right at the end. Yeah, and that's but there's like not it. like yeah, much yeah. gore at all. Like there's fighting, but there's of, no more fighting. A lot of fighting, fighting, lot of like, bones breaking, but yeah. But not and like, then like a good bit of f bombs. Yeah, and there's swearing. Swearing and, is really the primary offender and for drug the, use. the R rating. Lots of not lots, but a handful of drug use. Yeah, I. If I'm flabbergasted that that's even a thing that is considered. Yeah, I think... um, I hate that. If I could theorize, I think it's the timing. Like, February is kind of a weird month to release a movie. And I think they should have shot for Valentine's Day. I think that would have been a smarter opening weekend. Because you would have got a lot of people doing dates. Because Valentine's Day is on a Friday. You know what I mean? Well, because like right now, that's true. The it's just having a bad <laughs> opening. We don't know what the overall box office is going to be. We don't know what it's going to do internationally. It could still blow up, um, but I think the timing's a little weird, and so I think it might see a rise <laughs> next weekend when a lot of people go to movies. Because a lot of people don't go to movies like every week, and a lot of people like. Plan are willing, it out. like not as many people these days especially are like because i mean you know to put it in perspective like one of the earlier avengers movies i went to see like we went to see opening night and it was like packed and like one of the first star the first star wars force awakens we went to see opening weekend and it was packed yeah and then like Recently, we went out to see, like, Infinity War and Endgame opening night. And it was, like, eh, it was busy. Yeah, it was not packed. That's a good point. You know, and, and like, you know, we went and saw this most recent Star Wars kind of late. But, like, The Last Jedi we saw opening weekend, it was busy. But it wasn't, like, slammed. No. You, you know, could still get concessions. Yeah, I mean, we went and saw Captain Marvel, and it was busy. We went and saw, like, the second Ant-Man movie, and it was, like, dead opening weekend. So, like... I think it's. I think people aren't as like clamoring to go see something opening weekend unless there's some big, big reason to. And I think honestly, this one, maybe a lot of people were just like, "This is a weird timing for a movie." You make a good point too, because I don't know if you thought about this, but Deadpool, Deadpool, the first Deadpool came out on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. That was like one of the pitches. Yep. So like you'd think that this movie could do well being such a like counterpoint to that in February, but maybe it does. Maybe it will pick up. Yeah. Toward like maybe the it's Valentine's just kind of a Day. weird weekend. Yeah. And I don't know what else is coming out right now. I think the Sonic movie's coming up soon, isn't it? Anyway. That doesn't seem like a date movie though. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I I think it would have maybe done better if they released it on Valentine's Day because it would have been a little bit more like celebratory. Um, and then honestly, I hate to say it, I think it just, 
I don't know. Maybe this is just a sign that our fanship is way too corrupted and we need to like Yeah, there there is the final horrible argument mm-hmm. that a slew of the toxic fanship doesn't want to go see this movie because who wants to go see a girl gang, especially when it's a bunch of girls who aren't there to be sexualized and aren't like I, I literally saw at one point somebody described it as like they're not hot girl superheroes. Jesus. I'm like, really? Um You're gonna have you looked at Margot Robbie? I was it, gonna say <laughs> they're all incredibly gorgeous and Yeah. So I I don't know. Like, anyway, um, uh, <laughs> I mean admittedly I we it. we did see it like lunchtime on a Sunday and it was like at the like biggest theater in town like the fancy new theater in town and it was kind of dead yeah so it might just be a bad weekend you know might just be happened to have been a bad weekend so we'll have to see how it does overall but you need to get out and see it like it's worth seeing it is worth the ticket price it's you know head to toe just plays out really well it's fun it's told in a fun kind of deadpool ferris bueller style it you know, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is way more on point here than she ever was in Suicide Squad. You oh, can 100%. tell she just cares about this character. Um, and all the other cast are incredible. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's Huntress is this, like, socially awkward, like, raised by assassins total badass and has some of the coolest like sequences of many many of the other super peoples journey smollett bells uh black canary is absolutely crazy which by the way this blew my mind if you don't know who that is it's the little friend of michelle from full house mind blown great absolute great oh my god representation (laughs) of black canary on screen especially her dine is so good black canary's had kind of a Kind of a befuddled screen appearance-ness. Looking at you, Arrowverse. Yeah, I mean, the because, mm. the, you know, the animated one was great because oh, all the so animated good. characters were great. And then Arrowverse comes around and, you know, we get Sarah Lance coming back. She's Black Canary. And then she dies. And then eventually Dinah Lance, who was also Laurel Lance, Laurel Dinah Lance, starts... <laughs> Dinah Laurel Lance? Was it Dinah Laurel? I think it's Dinah Laurel. Dinah Laurel Lance. <laughs> okay, starts. now you're actually starting to sound like Mr. Lance. It's, I mean, it's one of those names <laughs> that you can only say like that. Uh, she takes over, and but then there's also Laurel Lance from an alternate universe that happens to be a metahuman and have the... But then there's also a metahuman in the main Arrowverse universe who also then takes over Dinah? who then takes over as the canary and there's so many canaries uh. now that we're going to have a spin-off show which I'm actually very excited about. Anyway, it's nice that this movie was able to take the main character, the core character and bring her to the screen without a lot of confusion and just this is Dinah Lance and she's a badass. She's a badass of mixed ethnicity and kick it ass. Kicks total butt. She's so good. Yep. She's so good. And then Rosie Perez just strong arming dudes in the gut was oh my God. probably one of Her the highlights. Her and Emma was so great. I was really like, I wasn't totally sold on Rosie Perez. I don't have a lot of connotation for Rosie Perez. Like, I don't have a lot of like, oh, I remember her from bleh, you know. Right. Um, and so I was like, wow, they're, you know, making Renee kind of older than everybody. Like, okay. Um, you know, Rosie, cool. I don't know how she could play a vigilante like i said i don't have a lot of like background yeah for it. you didn't have context for it but then like nine times out of ten she's just like putting brass knuckles on and just like gut punching fools everyone else is like kick doing high kicks and doing flips and stuff and freaking renee montoya is just like boof 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 just like taking them out yeah, knees by like heavy bagging people and it's uh it was really cool well, and, and then, it's neat too because her representation feels very much like the current representation of renee in like the lois lane comic mm. where renee is basically serving as lois's like 
strong man. Like, Lois would be like, hey, I have a lead. I need you to go get intel from this dude. And so Renee goes and shows up and, like, hangs a dude upside down and beats him up until he spills his details. And then Lois uses the lead. Like, it's just, that's Renee. It's great. (laughs) And, you know, we get, like, the fight choreography in general is very, very well done. The chemistry between the cast, even... You know, Huntress is one of the latecomers to the overall team. She kind of just pops up, which was a bummer for me because I loved it. I loved <laughs> her, her Huntress. Was great. It was just amazing. It's such a good role for her. Yeah. Because I've always, like, she's kind of one of those more muted, chill-looking people. Right. And, you know, she's not very, like, overly expressive. She's like not very boisterous. Margot Robbie can be, and that's why Harley Quinn makes sense for her. Right. So this, like... I am basically robotic, like, trying to figure out how to be a human, but with, like, severe rage issues, Huntress that she put to the screen. It's just so good. Yeah. Like, and they they poke a lot of fun. They use her character to poke a lot of fun at, like, how over-the-top full of themselves vigilantes can be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you could feel a lot of those barbs are barbs that you could also send over to like Batman and the Bat Squad. Oh, absolutely. And so it was just really cool. And, you know, topping the whole thing off, you've got uh, Ewan McGregor's absolutely amazing villain performance. Oh, so good. Just funny and comedic, but also horrific and psychopathic and like unhinged. Really creepy. Like they, I don't have a ton of experience with Black Mask, but Black Mask from what I know, has always just kind of been a very, like, straight shooter kind of mafia boss type of guy. Right. Um, they obviously jokered him up a little bit. Like, he was a little bit more unhinged. But it didn't feel like he was just trying to do another Joker. I was worried about that from the trailers. Right. I was like, okay, they're making him handsome Joker, effectively. Like, he's funny and silly, but also a villain, you know? But he had his, like, just this unique tone that yeah. I honestly don't know who to compare it to, like, in terms of villains. At times he felt very Riddlery. At times he felt very Jokery. At times he felt, you know, just very straightforward mafia boss guy. And it was it was crazy. He, and then – oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, his nuance sometimes felt, like, not, de- not like, like superhero-oriented, like comic-oriented, but, like – Almost kind of like Hannibal Lectory, mm-hmm. where he's like, he's kind of weirdly prissy for a bad guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like they gave him that that like sheen of like, like that arrogance almost mm-hmm. of like I'm better than you, but also a bad guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's. This, like, weird chemical balance that just, like, happened to work. It was so like, good. Like, I was so excited every time he was on screen because I was terrified of what he was going to do. But I was excited about what funny thing he was going to say next. And they make him, like, really, like, they show you early on. They're like, this dude is not afraid. Like, he's not going to be one of those, like, prissy rich villains that's like, ee, I don't actually like violence. You oh, know no, what I mean? like, he's ah, into the violence. Gunfights are happening. I'm going to run away. Like, he's not a coward at all. He's, like, really there for it. And his, like, left-hand man, right-hand man, whichever hand man, uh, is Victor's Zaz, which, like, a lot of times when you have these characters, you'll have the kind of, like, looming, I'm the guy who uses the knives character. Yeah. And they're just kind of this, like, faceless nobody. But there was so much character just dripping out of Chris Messina's Victor's ass. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That just made him an extension of this, like, unhinged, we don't know what he's going to do kind of feeling that we had towards the villains. He wasn't just a faceless, like, it would have been easy to make him be a Bane from Batman, Batman and Robin, right? That was the one with Poison Ivy. Yeah, I think so. It wasn't Batman Forever. Batman, yeah, Batman Forever was Riddler. And Two-Face, Batman and Robin. Final answer. Yeah, Batman and Robin Final was Poison answer, Ivy because Poison um, Ivy tries to seduce Robin. Yeah. Um, you know, they or could does? have easily made Z- – they could have been like, look, it's Zaz, and then made him like Bane where he's just this like faceless goon that does the violent but things. that is not what happened But that's here. not what he is. He is the guy who does the violent things, 
but he has a personality and it's a messed up personality yeah, so jacked. you know and he's another like one of the many many rogues in the batman gallery that has a lot of crazy stuff going for him so it's cool to see him used in a really good in way. an actual like really intense way yeah i agree um so yeah i mean i mean just head to toe this was really really good and you know kathy yan did an amazing job directing it and like whoever choreographed the fights wow wow because like the big blowout fight towards the end is just like chaotic and nuts but like you it all flows together <laughs> well and, and we spoke earlier about in a in a separate conversation we discussed how it was really nice that the choreography didn't try and fabricate making it like oh look at this girl beating up a guy in a relatively unrealistic way it was like these girls using their legs with momentum to kick the crap yeah. out of dudes or like using slippery floors to be really agile yeah. or like using their speed or using really good that's, weaponry yeah, like that's a, another thing that i yeah that we discussed and i did want to discuss it and i won't go too deep into it but it um you know like i said earlier i feel like the filmmakers are very aware of the typical complaints that the douchebags of the world have <laughs> about female-driven movies. Right. You know, and so they did a lot to combat that. They gave us a lot of female characters with a wide range of different emotions and ways of acting to combat the whole, like, she's so wooden and never smiles kind of thing. Right. Like douchebags say. And they gave us the whole, like, females versus males thing but that was kind of just the world it was never like ham-fisted or like really like projected onto a big Over screen so that yeah. they couldn't be like this is just radical feminism <laughs> um <laughs> just alt writers that's what you sound like in my mind um <laughs> that's new head canon yeah uh and yeah this is another complaint that i see online from douchebags all the time is like how can a, if a woman and a man were to fight, the man would win because men are just naturally stronger. It's biology. Well, you know what? These women kick the crap out of men because they're better trained, thus better fighters. They're not just swinging wildly like the crazy guys are. The most trained out of all of them is the only one to come up against a bunch of dudes that are, like a bunch of thugs that are reasonably trained. So Huntress has a moment where a bunch of guys with like swords are like... Whoosh, whoosh, you know, yeah. And she's like, sweet. <laughs> Let's go. I was trained by assassins. Let's do this. Um, and they use a lot of leg, a lot of momentum, like yep. a lot of, you know, flipping and flinging and speed and agility and tripping, hitting like precision points. So like kicking out knees, kicking out ankles, stuff like that, like doing a lot of stuff that's like precision and pinpointed and it, that it doesn't it's not just <laughs> strength v strength kind of punching in the face until one of us falls down kind of things no and then like a lot of the time they also had weaponry and the thugs would also have weaponry but they were better at dodging the thugs were not <laughs> and, you know and there was a lot of instances where like oh no that thug did manage to pick up harley and throw her into a car Okay, but now she's like, okay, let me assess my situ my situation. Let me assess my surroundings. What can I grab? How can I hit him? What can I do to mm -hmm. to turn the situation around? Because like, yeah. hers was very her her fight sequence is always you could see her wheels turning. Yeah. Like, okay, how can I get out of this? Yeah, and it, you know it's a pain in the butt that these arguments have to be made talked about. Like, I remember a long time ago, one really pissed me off because it was like when the new doom movie was coming out they were like doing production for the new doom movie the one right. that's on netflix yeah that i still want to watch even though it kind of looks bad anyway um <laughs> the female actor in that who i guess is the lead was like you've heard of doom guy but now there's doom girl and the internet douchebags went nuts they were like how are you gonna have a girl fighting demons all the demons are portrayed in very male ways and they're super muscly and i'm like okay time in time out first of all doom guy is literally like barehanded ripping demons in half and stuff that's not a normal dude <laughs> <laughs> so first of all we're talking about like a supernaturally strong dude 
So why can't we also have a supernaturally strong girl lady? And yeah. like, that's the thing is like they'll try to pull that crap with Wonder Woman too. They'll be like, well, if Wonder Woman and Superman fought, Superman would win because he's a man. But we're talking about people with meta human strength levels. We don't effing know what their limits are. Like it's not unreasonable that like a female superhero who looks the same athletic build as a male superhero would be stronger than said male superhero because that's just how their magical mystical bs powers work also let's not forget the fact that in this whatever scenario you also have wonder woman who's been on the earth and been alive a whole hell of a lot longer than superman yeah. and has a lot more training yeah. and a lot more ability to strategize well, yeah and it's like, come it's on like, if you ever had a moment where like she hulk just like threw down with the hulk and won just like full fist on fist battle and won the freaking douchebags would go crazy they'd be like ah the lady won but we're talking about fictional gamma irradiated creatures the <laughs> only people that are able to decide what their power level would be are the people writing the freaking stories so if the person wrote it as such it is just such. because they're both super and one's a man doesn't mean that his power level is just guaranteed to be higher than hers because guess what it's superpowers you don't know they're not there <laughs> you know so it it I think they did a good job with this movie though combating that argument of like how's Harley Quinn gonna take out like a room full of thugs well she's got a variety of weapons that she uses she keeps mobile while a lot of the thugs just stay still she takes out a few knees takes out a few ankles and sets people on fire it's true she's great and like if they're granted if there was a thug doing to her the exact same thing she was doing fine biology might play a factor but like being a better fighter doesn't really matter the gender <laughs> you know what i mean like yep. if you go into a fight and you're just like swinging wildly because you're some like biker gang douchebag and some chick who knows how to like break bones and is very good at wielding a baseball bat is wielding said baseball bat at you it's gonna hurt yep so yep anyway Get out and see this movie. Please, please go see this movie. Don't let. I need another. I need like two sequels. Don't let the douchebags win. I do really, really want to see more of the Birds of Prey. Like I really hope that team comes back. Agreed. I think they were glorious. They all did super duper well, and I think it would be a good way to introduce other female characters, like Spoiler or like, you know, Batgirl or Batwoman, if you wanted yes. to bring them into the movies. Um, and you know, it might be a good way to. Take Suicide Squad, take, you know, the Harley Quinn movie and kind of make it its own thing. Maybe introduce your own Batman and just kind of be like, I mean, DC is all about like, hey, we got multiple units. We got the Gotham universe. We got the Arrowverse. We got, you know, for a while there, there were multiple universes in the Arrowverse and we got the DCEU. So guess what? Why don't we have the DCHQ? I need you. Harley. And Ivy. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> yeah. So do it. Get out and see it. Do get out and support this movie if you have any, like, any even inkling of seeing it. It's so uh, good. It's just an entertaining it. yeah, movie. Like, the only person you're hurting by, you know, not going to see it or rebelling against it or being wary on it or being like, oh, I don't, the trailers didn't look that good or being like, oh, I don't know if I'd be interested in a female movie or oh they're gonna do too much like girl power stuff like the only person you're hurting by having those sorts of thoughts and those sorts of like hesitations yeah. is yourself yep it's you're a great movie a super fun movie that had me just like belly laughing the whole time i was in it i was excited the combat and the action was all really fun um, without being like over the top, like we saw a trailer before this movie of a Fast and the Furious movie where they literally like George of the Jungle a car. Um, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, it's 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 worth every penny on it, and uh, we really need to support movies like this because they're gonna be 
what we need going this forward. Is, this is my message, my very brief message to my ladies. This is a movie by women, written by women, directed by women, produced by women, starring women. Come on. Like, yep. if we want to see more representation, more depictions of ourselves that make sense that don't feel fabricated, that don't feel like they're just trying to sell movies to male gays with our asses hanging out. Like, it's on us to make this work. Yeah. Like, if the True. if the toxic dude bros of the world aren't going to help us, we have to help ourselves. Go see this freaking movie. It's great. I might go see yep. it again just to help. Yeah, it's fantastic. So... Thank you for listening. Um, this has been our real extra for Birds of Prey. Uh, we hope we didn't spoil anything for you. I think we were good about it. Uh, there's still a lot of twists and turns that this movie does take that keep it nice and exciting. If you want more Cover B, you can check us out online at CoverBPodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at CoverBPodcast. We will have our normal episode coming out on Saturday as per usual. Um, and we'll also probably have some like powered gamings and some other sort of like special segments coming up. Yeah, soon, I so. think we've got a variety um, of different types of powered gaming, yep. board game, video game, all sorts yep. of stuff. We're going to start trying to get the Wednesday things back on a more regular schedule so that we can have more content hitting you in the face. Content! Plugging up your ear holes. Huzzah! Um, but yeah, in the meantime, we will see you guys on Saturday. Uh, or I guess we will talk at you guys on Saturday. You'll listen to us on Saturday, right? Yes. Yeah, you will. They will. Because they know what's good for them. No, don't threaten the listener. That's how we lose listeners. Stop threatening them. I'm not threatening. We're not. We're not threatening. That's not a threat. It's a promise. Stop it. Stop it. No, you guys are great. (laughs) You can listen to us on your own time. Have a good day. Be nice. Bye, guys.